Who raised you? Crime? Mistakes? And these motherfucking bitches? Y'all comedians know you've been biting the hate no TK on. shit for too long. TK. Motherfucking TK. Yeah. TK said, build a bridge and got over it. Want the spot, but he holding it. You controlled, he controlling it. This shit clay, he just molding it. Had to beat all of them cases. Change all of their faces. Who raised you motherfuckers? They ain't think I was gonna make it. Keep it G to a G. It's always me versus me. Never me versus him. Cause I can't be like them. Stan Latham put me on hold. But this ain't glitter, it's gold. How you gonna say no? And you don't really know. Who raised you? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland Show. You know, I'm always pushing masculinity. I'm always pushing men being men. And if you have a partner, like partner, you know, you should help out each other. But this beautiful lady, I, I, I saw her DMs, and I couldn't believe what she was telling me. And before we get started, young lady, you know, we never, we never reveal people's names. I try to keep people's situations private unless they really want to. Can you tell the world what your DM was about? How did you explain it to me? Go ahead. Okay, so you posted a, a cartoon meme, basically a female asking a gentleman to borrow money. She said, I need another $100 for my rent or I'm going to get kicked out. Right. And and the friend was basically saying that sucked. And you were asking, like, if they were in a relationship, should he give her the money? Or if they were just friends, they don't have it. Right. And I've been in a situation like this for two years where I've given thousands of dollars to this person that I thought cared about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically in the last few months, let's say six months, maybe even a year, it just been revealed that if I don't give in, like he projects onto me, you know, you're the devil. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm white and he's black. So, that, right. and, he, and he'll say, you know, you're being racist or, um, because you won't um, give him money. Oh, all kinds of things. It's the nastiest thing, but I've literally right. given him thousands of dollars because like we've known each other since we were in middle school together. And, right. We hadn't seen each other since high school, graduation, was last time I saw him. And then because of things I, and this is my opinion, I don't know if this is factual, but I think because of the things that I would post on social media, he basically, like, targeted me and this, like, new, like, this person's vulnerable right now, so I'm going to, like, pounce on her. And then basically a typical, like I said, opinion, narcissistic thing where he's going to listen to all my problems and give me all the advice and just give me a hook get me hooked and not even use me for his advantage. Okay. Um, and then tell me like, Oh, you know, I'm a homeless in New York city, blah, blah, blah. And he's been my friends since we were kids. So I'm thinking of my friend and I still live where we, not where we grew up. I'm kind of an hour out of our city, but I still keep in contact with the people we grew up with. And so it, it's just been two years. And then he got sick. He was an alcoholic. He got sick. Mm-hmm. And when he got discharged out of the hospital, like he had nobody, at least that's what I thought. And okay. who knows, he, he could be living the high life up there. I don't right, 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 right. But I have been there to visit him, and I have seen the department that he used to live in, so I know that isn't the case. But um, but he could have multiple people helping him, taking care of him, or whatever. But in right. recent times, with everything that's going on, I told him to come home. I said, who wouldn't want to come home and be with their people when this scary stuff is going on right now? Right. Like, your, your mom's here, you know, and now he's living with some other chick who I also know of, I met her when he was sick in the hospital right. that, that's helping take care of him. But supposedly she's kicking him out at the end of the month because he doesn't contribute. He's not getting a job. He basically just wants everybody to help him. And if you don't help him, then 
you're nothing. So okay. recently he messaged me, he said, send me $1,000 because of everything that's going on. Right. And I just had... And oh, wait, I just, wait, wait, wait. $1,000 so for everything that's going on, like with the coronavirus? Yes. So he's, he's manipulating. to send him some money? Yes, and he's doing it as we speak. I'm getting cash app messages as we speak because they just said New York's shutting down, and I reached out to his cousin because I do care about my friend that I grew up with, the person that right. I knew. I care about I care about his well-being, and I said, can you please just find out if he's in Akron? Because he, then he sent me messages that said and screenshots of plane tickets. Well, my aunt and my mom are going to send me home. Don't call How me. How old is this guy? He's forty. He's going to be 44 next month. And, oh, man, he's like an 18-year-old. Go ahead. Um, you know, so I, he found, you know, so I said, just call and check on it. Just let me know he's okay. Or if he's in Ohio, nobody will tell me if he's in Akron, but I don't think he's there. I think he's still in New York. But, um, so then as soon as I talked to his cousin, his cousin's super nice people. He said, he's fine. He said he's, and he blocked me. Like I can't even get in touch with him. Like, cause I want to give him money. He blocked me. So I'm like, whatever. But now he's sending me messages. First, this morning, Blocker. he sent me he is he is black, but I, and we're communicating. This is what the sad thing is: we're communicating through Cash App. Like that's how oh we're communicating. Oh my God! No, I'm block saying, his ass on, you can block a person on Cash App. Yeah, no, I know, and I try. I did. It says black. This person is black, but for some reason, it's still coming through. Okay, then he's not blocking. It says black in there, but I have to like look at the directions again because I didn't do something right. But it does okay. say black. But yeah, so he's literally, and then so this morning before all this happened, he sent me one for one hundred fifty dollars. And I didn't respond. I didn't answer him. Nothing. I just ignored it. And now that he knows I'm trying to, like, see if he's okay and his well-being and that, you know, New York is shut down for, you know, for a little bit until everything blows over, he sent me one for $350. He goes, because I'm stuck, I might be in trouble. I told you three weeks ago you need to come home. I don't want to hear it. I'm not even responding. Mm. But so it was just, it just, your meme and your post has made me think of it because, like, we were never, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, we did have, like, a physical relationship at one point, but, and we, all, and he almost died. Like, he's an alcoholic. He almost died. He ended up in the ICU for two two weeks. He doesn't even remember. Like, mm-hmm. and me and another school friend drove. Like, his own family didn't go to his bedside. Like, we were there. Like, nobody else was there when he almost died. But we came. We dropped everything. Like, I had a family. My friend had a family. And, like, and I helped him. Like, the first month he was out of the hospital, like, he couldn't, like, get up. He couldn't, like go to the store to get anything like I had groceries delivered I had you know things things he needed like you know t-shirts underwear stuff like that delivered because he couldn't go get them and basically I helped save his life like and I told you know some of our good friends that went to college and he has a bachelor's degree the black man with a bachelor's degree doing nothing with it just basically like using people and yeah so to answer your me I was just like but it's people like him that when people honestly need the money like mm-hmm. You don't want to give it to them because you don't trust, it like, takes that trust away. Like, I don't know what your intentions are. And I have a good friend that told me, she's like, you have such the biggest heart and you're such the nicest person. She goes, people like him, she goes, they tarnish you. They're going to tarnish you. And I can feel mm-hmm. myself turning ugly and saying mean and hurtful things to him that make me sick to my stomach because I will never say that to a human being. Right. Well, sometimes you got to take the gloves off and get in the mud like a motherfucker bag. Right. For people to truly understand. And I think it's nice that you try to help them out. And I think it's nice that everybody who's listening, you might find somebody in your life that you might have to help out once or twice, or you might even be the person. But never take advantage of someone. To the men who are listening, when you, a a young lady lets you move in their home, 
listen, I'm totally against it, but I'm going to give you niggas game. Right. You got to come in there with groceries. If you ain't got money for groceries, you better mop. You better sweep for a sweep first, then mop, wash dishes, run her bath water, take the trash out, walk the kids, walk the dog. You pretty much become a woman's servant. If you can't do that, then don't move in with a female. Because I understand some of you guys just ain't got it. Some of you guys don't have hard times or whatever, but this is the trade-off. The trade-off is these are things you have to do. If you, and then you can't be out here cheating if a woman lets you in the house. If, a woman lets you, if you move in a woman's house, you've got to cut all other bitches off. You can't have community dick and be fucking everybody and bring her home with disease or she checking your phone, you in the shower, and she see other bitches because that's a disrespect. And ladies, I always tell ladies that if you do want a man to move in with you, ask this nigga for first and last month's rent, which most men don't have. But if you let somebody move in with you that has a vice, what I mean by vice, he's a drinker. He's an alcoholic. He's irresponsible. You have to run from men or women who possess these type of qualities that can destroy a friendship and a relationship. Yeah. Now, you say you're a nurse? Yes, I'm a registered nurse, but I don't do um, patient care anymore. I Actually, I'm at home right now. I do, like, um, chart reviews for heart, uh, hospital reimbursement. Okay, explain. So, basically, um, well, I used, so I used to do it for, so I was a pediatric nurse, like, and I used to, so I used to do the chart review um, for pediatrics where you just review the chart and you make sure, like, so basically ties in with, like, the coding, the ICD-10 coding and billing. Mm-hmm. So they hire nurses and, like, certified um, coders to review the charts because the nurses have the, like, um, uh, the medical background. So we understand, like, you know, why they're running this lab, why we're doing this test, why, you know. So so for Medicaid and Medicare to pay the bills, um, the chart has to be accurate. The documentation has to be accurate. It has to be professional. It has to be um, uh, there's like a bunch of guidelines, like coding guidelines. So we review it and we put in what we think the patient came in for. Um, and you can add extra diagnosis because you send out a bill. Um, you want to make sure that, you know, all the resources that the hospital used or the staff used that they're getting, you know, reimbursed. And mm-hmm. also that, and also that the patient has an accurate chart. It's not just about money. It's also that the patient has an accurate chart, you know, in case of it goes to court or if, just if they need it for medical purposes, like you want it to be accurate as possible. So they have the nurses review it, then they send it to coding. Um, and then coding is the one that like does the final touches on it. And then it goes off to um, the insurance company or for billing so okay. to, the, to the insurance company. It doesn't go to the patient. It's not about the patient's billing, but I do outpatient now because it's crazy in the world that's going on right now. Like the census is actually down. Like they're trying to keep all the people that don't have this virus out of the hospital and mm-hmm. so I do outpatients, so those are still functioning, and people are still going to their doctor's appointments and tests. And, um, and I'm not sure about elective things. Like, that's, like, cut down. So I'm blessed to get to be at home, but I might get caught at the bedside. Like, if this gets worse and our staff gets sick and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, so 
I have an active nursing license, so I might be back back at the hospital soon too. Okay, so let me answer some questions. Yeah. One, do you know anybody personally that has a coronavirus? No. Okay. Two, I watch the news. I'm very detail oriented. Yes. When they say, if you don't have any symptoms, don't get tested, right? Right. Hey, watch where we're going. Yes. I'm going to repeat it. If you don't have any symptoms, don't get tested. Right. Two, they say in a press conference, we don't on hospitals, they don't have enough kits for people to get tested, right? Right. I'm going to repeat it. We don't have enough kits for people to get tested. Mm-hmm. Three, how the fuck every day we have more new cases of people with the coronavirus? So I have two opinions on that. So first, that's contra- So what you're saying, and you probably will agree with me, don't get tested if you don't have symptoms. We don't have enough tests. So that's contradicting right there. So, mm-hmm. that's, just an, so that's just under red flag. Um, I know because people are getting tested, the numbers are going to rise, and that's fact. That's just right. fact. But I, but I also know, and my this is my opinion, that let's say during H1N1, I was on the front lines with kids, and kids got that. Like a lot of kids had H1N1. Mm-hmm. I didn't see I didn't see anybody walking around my community in, in 95 masks and gloves. I didn't see biohazard suits. Like we wore suits that at the hospital, but we didn't have that headgear on. Like, I mean, we wore more stuff when someone had bed bugs than when they had the H1N1. Like, mm-hmm. so I honestly feel like it's, it's, there's something that's not being told to us or, right. um, and I think because there are people out there that aren't listening, and if it is an airborne, like, so droplet is somebody coughs and it lands on the surface. You touch the surface, and now, and then you touch your face. Somehow it goes into your body. Airborne is it's in the air, and people are breath- inhaling it in. And they're saying it lasts on um No, plastic. what I'm saying is, no, I'm trying to interrupt you. Here's okay, no, that's I'm fine. Saying. Here's what I'm saying. If they're telling us all this, None of the stories that they're telling us is consistent. Right. It's very, and, very overwhelming. Yes. If it's consistent, then you get the you, people will believe in the government. When you see people on the beach, yeah. When you see people walking the streets, right. That's telling the government we don't trust you. You are lying about something. Right. Well, that's and then. And you have to tell me, like, if you agree with this, too, then it's hard because there's so much information, like the news, social media, Mm -hmm. the community. It's just there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people like, oh, the vaccine is going to kill us. Oh, this, this, and this. So it's other, like, things feeding into the panic. Um, I will just tell you as a healthcare worker and being, like, around when some of these other viruses, and it was not to this extreme, Mm -hmm. there's there's definitely something – that isn't being told to us. And I don't know if it's to keep the panic down um, or the hysteria, but. Well, we don't know nobody that actually has it. Correct. Like, I, like, I don't everybody know anybody that I personal. Everyone I speak to. Right. And I know a lot of people. Right. I agree. Yeah, she do. I said, yo, do you know anybody that got it? Right. Everybody, like, nope. 
Yeah, not personally, no. I mean, I, obviously there's patients that have it, and people, because the hospital I work for is a big one, and obviously so people have it, but nobody, yeah. I think if, we, if the whole world got tested, everybody will have coronavirus in them. Right. I think of something that's just in the human body. Right. Now, some things are going to activate it and make it go to extremes. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about these tests, when you see certain people dying, because I think some people that died in New Orleans just these days in New Orleans passed away. Yeah. Um, but that's it, though. And we don't know if the government is just making it up and saying that's what they are dying from or they was already sick. And my point is, and to the fans right. listening, I don't want, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Right. Me neither. What I tell people, sit back, keep your opinions to yourself, mm-hmm. and watch how this plays out. Yeah. Because it's something that we're not prepared for, and it's something we don't see. We don't see it coming. But it's something. Now yeah. you get rid of the coronavirus. I see everybody worrying about the disease of coronavirus. I'm worrying about the financial situation of the world. Yeah. Because people are fucked up. Yeah. And it's only been a couple of weeks. Right. I mean, and not only that, just not the financial situation, but just like the panic that, you know, might come because of this being shut down. Like, you know, like, like a couple of gun stores here, are like sold out of guns and ammo and like just that alone. I mean, you know, people are scared and. And people who are buying guns ain't got shit for people coming in still. Right. And I was out, I went out to the store that I get a couple of things and I was just like looking around. There's like, nobody's making eye contact. People are on the phone just like on edge um, somebody coughed and everybody's just like giving them the like death glare. Like people have coughed and sneezed before this went on, but um, it just everybody's like afraid and on edge and yeah. So I don't know. Like I just know, like you said, like a lot of the, there's too much information coming from so many different sources. Uh-huh. All I'm all I'm gonna do is stay my ass in my house and go out as necessary. Come back. And right. like, I just, I just talked to my son's father because we have a 10 year old and we share custody. I said, I don't right. know, should we keep him here? And then, cause he had, my husband, my ex works for the government. Like he, he can't, he has to be out there. Like he works for right. a city job. So I'm like, I don't know if I want you exposed to him until I know for sure, like what's going on. Like, and so basically this is my husband said, he goes, they are mandating people to stay home because they can't listen. He goes, there's too many people out here doing what they're not supposed to be doing, congregating. They want because I do know that in order to, like, kill a virus, like, for instance, the flu virus was for so many days on the surface, blah, blah, blah. Right. So in order, in order to kill it and stop spreading it, you got to stay put. Okay. So they're trying to get it to, like, die off. So if everybody stays inside for two weeks with minimal contact and minimal interaction, it can't, it can't continue to spread. It's going to die off. Okay. And the good news is, and I try to tell people that are, like, freaking out about it, is that people are getting better. There are, there are more people surviving it than it's killing Right. Um, but I just don't think that the way it's, my opinion is the way it's like um, transferred is more uh-huh. serious, is more serious than just like, 
but like I said, it could be, and they say it's, the coronavirus isn't all of it. There's di- different strands. Like there's different strands of flu. There's different strands of um, infections, like MRSA. So heard of the coronavirus before. Yes, there is other coronaviruses. Yes, there's a different okay. strand. Okay. Now, what is coronavirus? So, to what I know, because I honestly haven't researched it until recently, okay, but it's just um, the one that we're dealing with now is a virus that is only trans. It starts with it's in. It starts with animals. This one is in animals, the strand, but not humans. Okay, so, so this definitely comes from animals. Right. So basically, okay. they're saying because people, again, what I'm hearing, the information I'm getting, and um. People in China or even other, I don't know if that's working from China, eat bats and right. that. So, and then I don't know, I don't even know. I asked somebody the other day, like, who's patient zero? Like, who's the first reported case? I haven't looked that up yet because I'm curious to see who that is. Like, who is the person that first out of this whole thing was that person? Did he eat a bat? How did he get it? Or she right. it? I don't know. So that information I don't know of because that person exists. Whoever started, there was somebody that set it off. Okay. Uh, um. But, yeah, so that's why I know. This strand comes from animals, and you have to come in contact with something or eat them or I don't know, to be honest with you. But there is a coronavirus. If you look at the back of the sauce can, it says kills the coronavirus. Right. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But, that. yeah, so that's why I know. It's just a virus. It's just a respiratory virus. Um, and like they said, cough, sneezing, cough, no symptoms, short of breath, fever. And, by, and you know viruses, you cannot treat with antibiotics. They will not help. There could be antiviral medicines. Mm-hmm. But So that's why a lot of people, you know, you just have to, like, wait it out. Fluids. Um, so you're drinking a lot of water is good. Yes, I did read that because um, bacteria and viruses love, like, heat and, you know, so and just dry. So you're drinking, staying hydrated. It doesn't mean you're not going to get it. It just means. You know, and obviously the healthier you are, if you do contact it, like, you will most likely overcome it. Right. That's what I think I, I, I'm healthy. Yeah. Because I'm a little sick. Yeah. But it's not, like, I got the body ache. I have the head cold. The right. And, but I've yeah. had this before. Right. But so you also like understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it's not a feeling that I haven't, like, you know what? I never felt this before. Right. This I've had before. So right. I stayed in the house the last three or four days. It's my first time really going out today because I had to go get something in the damn house to eat. Right. But other than that, I'm still kind of woozy just a little bit. But I don't think it's coronavirus. No. I think the main thing, too, for that, because, like, for where I live, the weather the other day was, like, 60 degrees, and now it's, like, 30. So, the weather and like I had a scratchy throat yesterday. My son had a scratchy throat. Like just the changes in the temperature, the weather back and forth. Like people do have allergies. People are going to get colds. People are going to get other illnesses. People are still right. getting the flu. People are still getting, you know, the stomach flu. Like those things are still going to happen. But I think for anybody that has like a cold and is worried, like I think the fever might be like the key. Like if you get a fever or you just get like you know you'll know when you're short of breath. Like if you can't breathe. Um, and not that I can't breathe, like you just can't, like you're not talking in full sentences and you can't walk from like, you know, your couch to the kitchen, you know, without stuff like that. Like, you'll know, trust me, you'll start sweating. Um, then that kind of stuff is not normal. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting 
what is going on with the world. It's very interesting. We've gone through a lot in the last 20 years, right? We had 9-11. Then we had the downfall of the real estate in 07, 08. So from 07, 08 to now 13 years, or how long that is? Seven, let's see, seven, 17. Yeah, 13 years. It took us 13 years to get back in stride, right? Right. November, December, you know, stock market was doing good. Right. Everybody's working, people traveling, people looking nice, people are happy, and then bam. But see, for every disaster, there's opportunity. I want people to yeah. remember that. Yeah. For every disaster, there's opportunity. If you're smart, you get your airline tickets now because airline tickets mm-hmm. are low. If I know. you're smart, if you're smart, you invest in the stock market. Spirit, all these other things, $69 a share. You can invest and come up big time. Remember, wherever there's disaster, there is opportunity. And this is what people have to remember. Somebody, no matter where you are in this world, when you hear earthquakes, when you hear Puerto Rico, you know, there's an opportunity for everyone. This coronavirus is, 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 is another level of this. When Donald Trump beat his impeachment, and I said to myself, damn, this motherfucker is the Don. Mm-hmm. He beat everything. He beat the, all the indictments. Mm-hmm. He beat Nancy Pelosi. He beat the Democrats. But I'm a very, well, people don't know this about me, I'm a very spiritual and connected to energy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say God. I'm saying connected to energy. And I see things that other people really can't see. And I said to myself, God, as you that as a subject, God, at that point, is allowing Donald Trump to stay in office so he could bring him down because his ego is the way that he thinks is so out there that, see, the higher you are or the higher you go, the harder to fall. Yeah. You no know, human, the paperwork or none of that was going to get Donald Trump out of office. It was going to take something on a much higher level to get him. And if people do not see this about Donald Trump, and what I mean, if the, the facts are true of all these people dying because on his watch, because 45 days ago when he was talking about is it going to pass by, he could shut it down, and all these people are dying because of him, you should not vote to put this man back in office. This is all I'm trying to say. All I can tell people is you have to take one day at a time, love yourself, because I'll tell you this, you have never prayed. In a, and I don't mean pray walking. I thank you, God. I'm talking about you really got to get on your knees. Now, yeah. You, you have to get yeah. in this because the worst thing you want to do, get people who listen to the show, the worst thing you want to do is to be out here and get caught slipping. And what I mean by caught slipping, that this is your time. This is it. 
And like my mother's deceased, and she used to always say, make sure you have your house in order. And I never knew what she meant. I thought she meant, like, make sure your house is neat, inside, clean, mop. Right. But she meant, have your house in order, that you was connected to God. Yes. That you had an understanding with him because when you take the time to look into the space and look at the stars, this is where we come from. We come from there. And we have so many things all our generation wipe us out. So many things wipe us out. Yeah. So many. And life is a gift. You have yeah. to take advantage of it. You got to do right. And with the man who took advantage of you, the thing that you got to do, honey, you got to get cold. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, you well, see, women, women, y'all got to stop trying to save niggas. My mother was like that. Yeah. I remember being 14. My dad had died. My mom started dating. And she was dating this guy named Ernie. I remember Ernie, all these other men she dated her lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they all, like, they wasn't bones, but she always had to help these motherfuckers. Yeah, and I do want to say something to defend guys too, because not all of them that because there are women, there are women that are people pleasers, and I'm one of them. And okay. there, there are guys that I have made sure they're comfortable, or made sure like you know, what do you want when you come over here? What do you want to eat? What do you like to drink? Like that kind of stuff. But after the meal, they help me do the dishes, or right. you know, they do. There are men out there, so it's not just them taking, right. but it's the people like him. So I do want to like put that out there. Like, all right, that's good. It's not all. You know, bad, it wasn't. You know, it, I'm responsible too for the part that I played in it because I could have been like a long time ago. Like I, well, he was, he started the manipulation from day one. Yes, but I could have put, I could have seen it, and I had multiple people telling me and warning me. I had multiple warnings, but just because I needed that, like I don't know, validation or right or like, and I honestly, when he was sick, because I'm a nurse, that's my job. I want to help and heal people. That's what mm-hmm. I do for you no. Know? So yeah, right. I. But there are men out there that if this person is going to take care of me and cook for me and give me all my favorite things, but they're also, like you like you said in the beginning of the conversation, like for the podcast, it's a give and take, you know, like, so you right. better do this and this and this. But, yeah, so, and I understand what you're saying because that's kind of how I was. I was, like, in a marriage. I wasn't happy. And this person swooped in because, like I said in my post, and knew I was vulnerable and just made me feel wonderful and great and was funny mm-hmm. and um. And y'all started fucking too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. See, that's it. Yep. I don't know what it is about broke dick. <laughs> broke dick. Let me tell you Sorry, something. Sorry. Broke dick is undefeated. I, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm broke saying, dick. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Broke dick will get any woman motherfucking dickmatized. I don't know what it's about yeah. niggas being broke that can fuck the hell out of woman. To have a strong, to have you take care of you. Yeah. True shit. Yeah, I agree. And I know people who are listening to this show who are going to be like, this nigga is so right. It's and how you are. Listen, ladies, gentlemen, ladies, if you're listening, and this happens to you, don't get mad. Take it as a life lesson yeah. and take it as a W, not an L. And because it's only an L if you don't learn from it. Yeah. It's a W if you learn from it. 
that's it. And we go through life and we meet people like this. It is what it is because I don't know life. I don't know why good people can't meet good people. But part of life is part of the journey. And so you can do. Just got to make better choices. And you pretty much got to become somewhat selfish. You pretty much got to become somewhat um, isolated, knowing that people will take advantage. Like, I wouldn't even let nobody drive my car unless I know they could pay for my car. They got an accident. Right. And this is how people should move through life. The first thing, don't let nobody drive your vehicle unless you know for a fact if something happens to that car, they can pay for it. Yeah. Well, and just the, yeah, and like my opinion, it just sucks because I'm a person like, and my friends make fun of me because they're like, oh, you think the world's just happy and everybody lives in their little bubble. Mm-hmm. They're, like, you, they're like, you can't trust people. And I'm like, it's just sad. Like, it's just sad that you have to, like, do that because you can't just help somebody. Like, well, it's, right. you know, right. But you're white. You're got a hardworking woman. Yeah. You know, you fuck good, you know. <laughs> and, you, and white women are pretty much more um, catering to some, to, to some effects, you know. Yeah. So you got caught up. This is not the first story like this. Oh, I know. I know you that know? for sure. You know, this is not yeah. the first story. But, and there might be somebody else down the line. But... Is what you do from this moment that helps you. Yeah. Now, you allow him back in your life, you know, keep giving him the money and just say to yourself, you know what, is this $100 ain't shit? I'll give it to him because the dick was good. I really enjoy his. See, because I know you said that you just want to do right, but the dick was good. He had you sprung a little bit, you know, and you can't shake the feeling, so... You use the, he took advantage of you, yeah. and it's something that you're not getting on a regular basis. Either you found out he's with another girl, and I think you did say that, that he's living with this girl, and that bothers you a little bit because you're like, oh, this bitch getting that dick. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe my money. Who knows? Right. And my money, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. But you can just say, fuck it. Like, still, as long as you make time for me when I see you. There's nothing I could do. Right. And you still keep them in your life. Yeah. But unless you're going to cut them off, that's what you got to do. And understand you're going to have to share that nigga. Because it's not about the money. It's because he lives with another woman. And the dick was good. And you are upset a little bit that you found out that he's living with another one because he lied to you. Well, I knew he was, I, I knew that he was there. Like, I've right. known that because we, I live, I live you, eight hours away from But you from found out something, though. You found out that it was more than what it was. Yeah, it wasn't about her. It was like, it was, I did find out something, and I just know because I've been talking to him, and I've known him, out, like, almost my whole life. And I just, and him and I are very similar. And right. that, like, I could just tell when something is off. And he just with okay. that intuition or women's intuition or mm-hmm. gut feeling, whatever. So what was off? He just, like, he was, like, he he tells me stuff and I start paying attention the last few months because before I had just so much going on in my life I wouldn't like pay attention to what he was saying and like just mm, stuff the that dick he, stuff is weighing off. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah, like he would off. he would he would tell me because he got sick. He was very sick. He almost died. That you know, and he was an alcoholic. He's been sober for almost almost two years. 
like a year right. and a half maybe. So he's been sober, so he would tell me, oh, my dick doesn't work, and he would come home to visit, and I would give him money so he could, like, you know, go out with his friends or whatever because he doesn't have a job or money. I give him a little bit of money, and I wouldn't see him. You know, so I'm just like, it's basically like I'm going out in the middle of the street and just, like, burning my money on fire. Right. Just, so that kind of, like, put up, like, started me. I mean, I was, like, kind of, like, knew what was up a long time ago, but mm-hmm. that was kind of, like, starting to be like, okay, this person really does not care about me. Like everybody said, like, this person does not care about you. Just be careful because she's going to, like, take you down. And then recently he would say, oh, I need money to get a weekly card. And then he would tell me how much. And I gave it to him. And then he was like, he would tell me again, like, he was six hours later. And he gambled. He's a gambler. He goes to Bodega gambler. Oh, he got a lot of bad problems, babe. Yeah. So those kind of things. And I'm like, you, he goes, I need to get a weekly. I need to do laundry. I said, well, you told me that yesterday. And he was like, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you did, because I started writing it down, so you won't fuck with my mind. I said, I started keeping track of it. And then I helped him pay his phone bill, so I had the access. And I have never, not one time, been with a guy looking at his phone. I want my phone is private. Your phone is private. I do not do that. That's not what right. I do. So, um, and there are boundaries. So, but I just had a feeling, and I, so he, the way he was talking, and pan, he goes, I need to go. I got to do this. I, gotta do, I need the money right now. You have to give it to me right now. So I was just like... I'm going to give it to him just so he'll stop bothering me. Right. And then I looked on his phone, and there was a and there was a number, like, right before he called me. So I called it. I didn't say nothing to the bitch. I shouldn't call her a bitch because she's probably not a bitch. She's a lovely lady, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't say – all I said was, oh, I'm sorry I got the wrong number because it wasn't about her, and I didn't care that he was with her. We're in different states. I do my – I got my own life. He has his own life. That's not what it's right. about. It's about you use somebody that helps save your life, and you ruined it for other people because there have been other people that have asked me for money, and I tell them no because of him. I don't trust you. I don't know what you're doing it for, and I don't want that to start all over again. Mm-hmm. But he got called another, and he's trying to say, oh, that's my female friend. Um, she's married. And I go, does her husband know you're hanging out with her? That's what I said to him. And I was like, I don't even care about her. I said, you're misunderstanding the point. I, don't care. I said, I care that you lied to get money. Right. And he's like, I don't give it. And then he turns it around on me. It's classic. Turn it around on me. It's my fault. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So what do you want to do? You want to keep him in your life? No, because I don't want to keep him. Like, I haven't been responding to him. It just so happened. It happened around the time of your post. He's cut off. Are you off. sure, though? Are you sure you don't want to keep him? I, yeah, because he's never going to change. He's a grown man. He's never going to change. He's just going to make try to make me feel bad about myself when I know I did a good thing in my heart. Like you said, I was mad for a long time about the money, but I got over it. I said, you know what? Okay. There are blessings that came out of this because there were other people involved that I became friends with and close with. And there were hard, like, I went through a lot in the winter that I needed those friends that I, that were good friends where he should have went. I went through a lot. He wasn't there for me. He didn't care. He was asking me for money while right. I was like going through this. I'm like, and I have a, I'm a single mom with a child. I'm like, I can't help you right now. But I have to watch out for my son. So yeah. So there are blessings. I don't, I don't know. Like I can't change him. He's not, Ever, unless he wakes up one day and says, I was wrong, he's he's never going to, no. Okay. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't need so that. So you won't let him come back one more time to hit it? Nope. Sure. Nah, I got better dick. I don't need it. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm positive. All right, because I got him on the phone. <laughs> you do not. I got him on the phone. You're lying. No, for real. Okay, really, let me hear it. No, I'm joking. I know. <laughs> 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 Oh, I don't give a fuck. Beautiful. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, no. 
No, and it's not about that. Like, I don't want to shit on him. I don't want to throw him under the bus because I always wanted the best for him, and I want the best for him. Well, the thing about it, believe he doesn't want not, the best for me. I know we started talking about the coronavirus. I know we started talking about this gentleman. Right. But in actuality, sweetie, it's really about you. Yes, you're right, 100. Yep. About nobody else. It's really yep. about you. So you're if right. you can learn, if you learn from this situation because you're a young woman, and we all, I'm talking about everybody, got one of these crazy stories that they're embarrassed about. Yeah. But you move forward, and never forget it. Never talk bad about the person that did it to you. Just learn from it. Because when people hear you tell a bad story, like someone you're dating, they find ways to duplicate the mm-hmm. same situation. Or they're clever enough to take the same information you gave them and use it back on you. Yes. And it's funny you say that because there's another like guy on social media that I don't know that like mm-hmm. Friended me, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm reaching out to my girlfriend today. Who I'm like, it's friend of a friend, and I go, I said just right, and it so it sucks because maybe he's a great guy, but now I'm mm-hmm. here because of this situation. Like, no. Anyway, you can you can change phone numbers with him. Just yeah, but I know what you're saying. Right, exactly. Take your time. See, everybody jumps so yeah. fast. They want to go out to dinner. They want to have sex. I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, if you wait six weeks, sometimes a few months before you start fucking, I guarantee you you might find something out about that person you don't like. Yeah. Because there's levels to dating. Yeah. People can well, live in a bad neighborhood. You ever like somebody, and you go to the neighborhood where they live at, and it's like, oh, my God. Or you get into their bedroom. And the mattress on the floor is nasty, or the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So people take your time, know the surroundings, don't rush into sleeping with people. Especially if they don't have a few dollars. And guys, too. See, this is a story of Corona Dick, you know? <laughs> the corona dick got you. <laughs> the corona oh dick. The corona, the corona, the corona dick virus. Wait. So I was thinking the other day, it's funny you said that, all the things that this is affecting. We I mean, think about the guys and the women that have side pieces. Like, you can't tell your girl, oh, I'm going to the gym. It's closed. Oh, I'm going to go hang out and watch a game. Ain't no games on. Like, what are you going to tell your significant other you're going to go do? <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I believe in telling people to stay single. That way you ain't got a lot of nobody. Right, exactly. I'm be you know, the rest of my I know life. those stories do exist, and people will get through it. Right. I, listen, I, I have friends that are honest. Listen, we're going to keep it real. We're going to be honest. It's, it's like we are honest and upfront, and no expectations, boundaries, whatever. You respect that. I can't live that. my life like that. Like what? Being honest? No, I can't live my life knowing that I'm seeing somebody and she's seeing somebody else. I can't do that. Well, you don't know because you don't tell each other. No, I don't, I don't mean date, honest. I don't mean honest. You sit there and tell every detail. No, you just respect mm-hmm. each other's boundaries. Let me tell you and I'm dating time. you, and the first time I can't find your ass, I'm out. But you just said you're single. You don't date. 
No, I don't, they, but I'm telling right. you what my rules are. That's what I'm talking about. Let yeah. me tell you something. There's somebody I'm trying to date. Say that shit, I can't find you, or my phone was off, I was over Right, here. no, that's rude. That's that's what I mean. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. That's a rap. Right. And you could, be, you, could be, you could be telling the truth. Yeah. I just have zero tolerance. Right. Zero tolerance. I got a line of women wrapped around the earth trying to date me from young women to senior citizens. This is <laughs> on uh, Plan B to Blood Center. I have my. <laughs> They're taking some cumulative. <laughs> right. I got it all. So, you know. So I'm blessed. Right. To have these, to have these type of opportunities. So, <laughs> I'm good. It was yeah. a pleasure, young lady. Yeah, thank you. It was Listen a pleasure. To me, everybody around the world. Listen, we don't know where this is going. We don't know how it's going to play out. Just keep listening to the TK Kirk and podcast. Make sure you listen, watch the Comedy Expresser, Who Raised You. If you're in the comedy, all the other comedians out here in the universe, there's a lot of big comedians on Netflix and Amazon Prime. But make sure you always listen to the T.K. Kirkland, Who Raised You, uh, or are there any questions? We don't know where this is going. Just sit back and watch how this plays out. Young lady? Yes. Make better decisions. Manage your pussy a lot better. (laughs) Okay. All right, and definitely yes. manage your money. Yes, I will. I am. To everybody All else right. around the world, T.K. Kirkland, and may your pain be champagne. Peace. Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.